Yo, peace and love, family. It's the Hood Psychologist. I'm back at it again with the legendary Nia Queen, and this is the What's Good with You podcast. What's good with you? What's up, Nia? Hey, tell us, tell us a high and low. Tell us a high and low for the week. Ah, uh, okay. Um, a high was um. Hmm. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> I got really think. Uh, a high this week. Um. Why is this so difficult for me to think of a high? Um, you got high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a high this week. The Lakers is up two and zero. Say high. that. Say um, that. Definitely. You know, I, man. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But we got to do this for Kobe. Oh yeah. We got to do this for Kobe. Um, I would say just getting through the work week. Mm-hmm. That was a high for me. Yep. yep. Um, because it was a lot going on mm-hmm. this week. But I got through it. Okay. Okay. Um, a low this week for me was... I mean, this is kind of a funny story, but mm-hmm. it was a low. Like, my dog got loose. Oh, dang. <laughs> I was trying to take her to the groomer, and she got loose. And she ran, like, all the way down the street. She's so fast. So, I'm, like, trying to run after yeah. her. Uh, Booking it. Sweating. It was, like, on the hottest day. It was, like, 99 degrees dang. outside. So, I'm running after her, and she finally, like, stopped to use the bathroom when I caught her. Um, but... <laughs> It was a low for me because I'm like, dang, if this dog, because she's gotten out before uh-huh. and she got hit by a car when she got out. Oh. So it was like, my heart is like, oh, you know, we love our dogs. Yeah. Like, we yeah. love our dogs. They're like our children. So I was just like, oh, man, she's going to get hurt. They're going to blame me. And, you know, um, but tough. I got her back and she's she's safe. She's at um, home. So I guess that's a high and low. Yeah. Um, do you have any? <laughs> Uh yeah, a high for me would most definitely be the Lakers as well. My boy LeBron, I'm a LeBron. I've been a LeBron fan. Me too. So, I mean, when I first started like knowing what basketball was mm-hmm. and understanding the game, that's when LeBron first got into the game, mm-hmm. and so I was just intrigued by him ever since. You know right. what I'm saying? So wherever he, wherever he be rocking with, wherever team he on, I'm like, I'm, I'm rocking with him. And you know they've been balling. They've been getting off. Yeah. The mm. Heat, they ain't got no. It's like. Mm. We got no chance. All that matters is that the Lakers are winning. Okay, yeah, they don't got no chance. They don't got no chance. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that, that's most definitely been a high. Um, I, I would say a low for me would actually be the Heat. I'm light skinned man. I'm so light skinned Oh not, my gosh, are you I serious so right now? Light skinned I hate the the sun. Like when it's like a hundred and something out. I'm in the AC with it. I'm like, but I, I had a lot of errands to do. So oh, every time I hopped in the car, yeah. I'm sweating. Every time I hop out the car, it's even hotter. Yeah, and, and then, you're in the desert, desert. Yeah. So it's really hey, hot. And then there. the AC be taking like two seconds to kick on when you yeah. first get in the car and you just sitting there like, bruh. So yeah. yeah. The heat was definitely a low for me. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for like fall to really get here. Yeah. I, I, I love the fall more than yeah. summer. I hate being hot. I'm always complaining. Like, if you know me, I'm always like, it's too hot. What? I can't. I can't do it. I be sweating, sweating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, it's October, so it's going to finally start, you know, cooling down a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go into hate to see it. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, so 45. 
because I don't want to say my president. That's not my president. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 45. Mr. 45. <laughs> has contracted coronavirus. And um, it's been the story of the week. I mean, it was the debate. And then the next day, oh, Trump has COVID, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, it's just interesting because this is supposed to be the so-called leader of mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. And... He downplayed the seriousness of COVID in the beginning. You Disrespected know, he, it. He Ch- never wore Chinese a mask. Virus. Chinese virus. Chinese virus. Like, like uh, he never wore a mask. And he he always just said, like, you know, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he downplayed it for so, so long. So and good. then he has it. Yeah. And it's like, you're supposed to be a leader. Like, how are we going to trust you mm-hmm. if you're not being honest? Yeah. Like, and it ties into like what we're talking about today, because like our parents sometimes don't be are not completely honest Mm. about things as Mm. we grow up. And and we look we look to them for leadership. Right. And it ends up hurting us, you know, in the end when our parents are not honest with us about, you know, why they, you know, tell us certain things or why they tell us not Mm -hmm. to do certain Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, man. Well, what do you you think about this whole thing, um, Mr. Trump. Uh, I, you know what? There's a there are a number of things that I don't really like to give my energy to, <laughs> and Trump is really one of them oh, because it just, it's just because anything that I see about him or of him, it's never positive. Like you, the president of this country, but nothing that comes out of your mouth that the media captures is, is positive. It's right. always something that's like debatable. It's always negative yeah, it's or like, he's attacking somebody. You know what I'm saying? Bro, just say something to make people feel good for right, once if exactly. you're the president. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I've been hearing a lot. I, I heard he got it. I've seen it on the Twitter. I've been hearing uh, all the conspiracy theories. Oh, man. He got it mm-hmm. because of the debate. Don't want to talk about racial issues and mm-hmm. this and that. But at the at the end of the day, it's just like, it's, I, I, I say it's a slap in the face to him because the, cause yeah. the way he approached it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and that's what happens when you cocky and arrogant like that. Right. So if he really exactly. got it, that's just like, yeah, bro. That's just like the cat on the football field or on the basketball court talking all that smack. Right. And then he get done up. And then it's right. like, you exactly. look, who, look, who really looks stupid? Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. When you're in denial like that, yeah. it's like you can't accept the truth. Like mm-hmm. the truth is, you know, it's contagious. Yeah. You can get it by not wearing a mask. Right. And he denied that for so long and is in denial and think that, you know, he's Got untouchable and he gets it. I mean, uh, mm. yeah. some people are debating if he actually has it or if this is just a whole that, See, that's what I'm hoax. saying. I, I don't even know. I don't be knowing. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I can't. I can't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. but all I know is he lied about it and now he got it. So yeah. it, I'm like, okay, so is it real or not, Mr. Trump? Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what is really going on? Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody just wear your mask. I mean, that's all I can say about it. I'm not trying to tell people what to do. Yeah, just. But it's just a little mask. Just know it's real. You gonna know it's real when, when you're you sitting it. there for two weeks and can't taste your food and can't smell Man. nothing. And then you're going to be like, oh, Man. this is why people is, is, is talking about this virus. You know what, real. too, how that relates to, like, our episode mm-hmm. is, like, sometimes parents will tell you not to do something. And you're like, man, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Whatever. Like, yep. my friend did it and yep. they didn't get in trouble. Then as soon as you do it, as <laughs> soon as you do it, you get in trouble or you uh, get caught. Yep. Oh, man. I yep. remember, like, when I was in 
I don't know, third grade or something. Mm -hmm. I didn't study for a test. And I knew, like, my other friends would cheat on the test. Right. I was like, okay. You know, my parents told me, you know, I shouldn't cheat on tests or whatever. But uh -huh. I'm like, it's so easy. Like, they did it, whatever. Yep. Everybody in my class got away with cheating on the test. But when I cheated, that teacher said, oh. Nia? <laughs> Nia, is that a notebook? <laughs> Nia? No, give me your test right now. You're you fail. stuck, huh? I was stuck. I was like... She's like, we're calling your parents. We're letting them know I got in so much trouble. Uh, did you tell them? But everybody else is doing it. No, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I told my parents. I was like, well, everybody's doing Well, if your friend jump off a cliff, you're going to jump yep, off a like, yep. Oh, man. But that was just like, you know, sometimes it's hard to accept or we're in denial. We think we know our uh -huh. own way. Just like Trump thinks, oh, I, I know my own way. I could do yep. this, this, and this, and I yep. won't catch it, but still caught yep. it. Like, sometimes you just have to listen, yep. you know, listen to the facts, listen to the truth mm -hmm. um, about everything, because it may come to bite you in the butt, Mr. Trump. That's uh, reality. Just saying. Um, but uh, let, let's move on. Mr. Trump. Oh, man. Mr. Let's 45. move on to let's keep it real. One of the submitted topics that we got is how to navigate toxic parents and how that could contribute negatively to your mental health. So, you know, this episode, we're going to focus on, you know, how our parents influence us and influence mm -hmm. our mental health mm -hmm. and how we deal with that as adults. What do we do? Yeah. Because, you know, we love our family. Mm -hmm. um, we don't want to turn our backs on our family, but sometimes... Yeah. You know, not everything they say is uh, conducive to a healthy self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so one of the things that I've learned in psychology and like with social work is the social learning theory. Mm -hmm. Basically, that theory talks about like people learn behaviors through observation. Yep. Um, you know, children learn through their parents yep. and um, we continue those behaviors based off of reinforcement, either mm -hmm. positive or negative. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. when you um, say something good or when you like do something your parents told you they either say like oh good, good job, job baby yep. or you know good or they job. give you some candy yep. or they give you a toy yep. mm -hmm. um also too if you do something wrong they might you know give you a little spanking yep. get that spanking get that uh, tap on that or hand. um <laughs> my mama used to pop it pop <laughs> oh man i used pop. to get those too i used to get those too um but yeah basically that's how we form you know our basic beliefs yep. is from our parents, our parents. and, they're, and our, they're our first influence right our very first mm -hmm. influence um so i feel like growing up that's what affects our self-esteem those those messages our parents tell us growing up that's what forms the way we view ourselves yep. that's right, right. That's so right. as you get older you start to realize that your parents aren't perfect mm -hmm. they're humans mm -hmm. So guess what? Sometimes they make mistakes yep. in the things that they say or do or the way that they raised you. And it's not because it's not personal, but mm -hmm. it's just like mm -hmm. think about their parents, their parents and what they exactly. learned from yep. them. Yep. And, exactly you know, not right. people back in the day. They didn't have like an awareness of, you know, emotionally, how is this affecting my child? It was just like, oh, I don't want to hear nothing back. Mm -hmm. Just do what I said. Don't talk back. Oh, this is the one right here. 
do as I say, not as, as I, I do. do. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic <laughs> black parent thing, but it's like that yep. that's unrealistic. That is. Yeah. If you're it's around confusing. your parent, it's confusing, confusing too. As hell. Because if you are that's like saying, you know, telling your kid not to curse or they can't say curse words, mm-hmm. but you cursing in front of them all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think that they're going to do? That's yep. a part of social learning theory. Yep. They see the behavior yep. when mama gets mad. She says, damn. Mm-hmm. So when I get mad, I'm going to say, damn, I'm going to say, damn. But then we get in trouble for it. You yep. kid, you're not supposed to say mm-hmm. that. But if you're modeling that type of behavior towards yep. them, yep. that's what they're going to say. Yep. And then, you, you know, what happened too? so when when uh I'm, your mama cussing, your your daddy cussing, or whatever, and they tell you you can't cuss, right? Right. When you get around your friends, you get in your room, you gonna say every cuss word. Right. In the, you just exactly. gonna let it all out. Exactly. I remember my friend. I was like ten years old. Mm-hmm. My friend asked me, "Do you cuss?" I went down the whole list, like F F B B B B. Oh my gosh! You know what I'm saying? Because my mom, you know, my parents they cuss. My family, right? The elders I see, they would cuss, and so they was like, "Don't do it." Not even don't do it in front of us. Don't do it at all. Right. But when I wasn't in front of them, I was right. cussing up a storm. And a also, too, in my experience, a lot of parents tell you that things are wrong, but they don't explain why. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's so true. when you do that to a child, it's like they just figure out ways to be sneaky. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah. oh, I wonder why they don't want me yeah. to do this. Like, let yeah. me try it. Let me try it. It must be something mm-hmm. to this. So, mm-hmm. um that was a big thing and I've had this conversation with my parents you know mom and dad I love you I love you guys you guys (laughs) did a great job with me you know Um, but I've definitely had several conversations about how you know some of the things that they did or said to me as a child growing up Uh affected me as an adult Mm -hmm. and um, one of the two main examples that I have is um, the first one is I would get my hair straightened all the time Mm -hmm. as a child Mm -hmm. um you know, if my hair wasn't straightened, like my mom would say, "Ooh, like your hair looking this, or your hair is dry. You need to put this, this, and this on yeah. it." Um, even as I became adult, an adult, and I started wearing my hair in like natural styles, like you know, I got these dreads now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get braids, or even just showing my natural hair texture. Mm-hmm. Um, putting it in a puff, like my mom would always, you know, say something negative about it to the point where, you know, I can't. Even still to this day, I wear my hair natural, but Mm -hmm. I still am self-conscious about it because of that. And, um, you know, as I got older, I realized why I'm like that. It's because Mm -hmm. growing up, my mom, she got her hair done every single week. Yeah. Okay? Now, my mom is fly, y'all. popping, popping. Okay? She's still fly (laughs) to this day, right? And that's cool. That's okay. Yeah. But when you you show that to your children, it's like, um, okay, well, if my hair's not straight, I'm not cute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not like she never said that to me directly. Yeah. But observing. That, observe, the, exactly. Yeah. The mm-hmm. observation and the reinforcement. Yep. When my hair was straightened, the reinforcement would be, oh, Nia, your hair's so yep. long and pretty. Yep. Oh, let me take a yeah. picture of you. Yeah. You know, all my family commenting on my hair when mm-hmm. it's straight. But mm-hmm. when I have my hair like in a in a puff, when yep. it's just, you know, wash and go or whatever, like, Girl, what you done did to your hair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with your hair? It's dry. You need to put some oil on that. <laughs> and like, you know, when you hear those messages as you grow up, it's like, okay, well, my, my natural hair is not pretty. That's mm-hmm. I honestly that's how I feel. Yeah. And it wasn't until like maybe two years ago when I started being like, you know what? 
A lot of people wear their hair natural. Natural hair is beautiful. Yeah. You can make it look cute. Yeah, you know what I'm so saying? Cool. Like, you don't have to press your hair. You don't have to wear a weave. Yeah. And not saying that it's anything wrong with wearing a weave. Mm-hmm. But I love just don't. Too. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to feel dependent on weave or my hair being straight for me to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um,. I tried to explain that to my mom. I mean, the first time it didn't go so well. But now, you know, we talked about it. She understands it. And, um, you know, with my dad. Now, my dad is, um, he was very present. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents have been married for, I don't know, like 26 years or something like that. So both of my parents are very involved. You know, they always supported me. Uh So, um, you know, I let them know that. Um, But one thing growing up, my dad was very, very strict. Mm. To the point where, like, like, we couldn't watch TV during the week at all. We could only watch TV on the weekends, which is partially my fault because I told y'all I cheated on that test. (laughs) (laughs) I cheated on that test because I I told my dad, I said, I needed to watch That's So Raven, Dad. Uh. (laughs) So he said, okay, no TV during the week. And y'all, that rule lasted from third grade to 12th grade. Oh, my God. My dad was not playing no games about school, okay? Um, He was very strict. And even, like, with things that we watched on television, Mm -hmm. rated R Mm -hmm. movies, he had Mm -hmm. blocks on all that. He was like, y'all are not watching that. You know, Mm -hmm. even, like, Mm -hmm. on, you know, Mm -hmm. both my parents, like, on sex and drugs. It was just like, no, don't do it. it it, And it can be a a bit excessive on your Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, you don't want me to do it, but why? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that only makes the ch- ch- the child's curiosity, you know, stronger yeah. and stronger. Yeah. Or it makes them sneakier. Mm-hmm. Finding and, out ways how to get yeah. around the rules. And it, and it doesn't get a child an opportunity for them to express to you why they think they should be able to do it. Right. That's a part exactly. of it, too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you feel me? Tell me your reason why I can't. And let right. me tell you why I think I should be able to. Right. And so let's try and come to some type of compromise. Compromise. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And. When I do family therapy, that's my biggest thing is compromise. Mm-hmm. But with black parents, sometimes, you it, know, it, yeah. they ain't going to change sometimes, y'all. We know this. Yeah, because you got to, you got to, like, we got, we just got to accept that we're not right all the time. Right. No matter how old you are, exactly. no matter how young, you're not right all the time. And it's very hard. That's a common thing. It's very hard for our parents to acknowledge, okay, I messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because sometimes when we question our parents, they, it comes off as we're trying to disrespect them. It's not that. It ain't that. We're not it trying to disrespect that. them. We oh. really just want to know why. Children oh. are naturally curious. We're yep. going to we want to know why mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. Um like for example, um you know, growing up, it was no sex. Nope. Yep. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Wait until you marry. Mm-hmm. Wait until you marry. Never understood okay well why you know i know obviously in the bible it says you know you're not supposed to have but there's other reasons too that you know i just wish i was made aware of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. i went off to college right so like i'm talking about stuff like you know unplanned pregnancies stds um even the emotional aspect of it like what happens if somebody dumps you and you Mm -hmm. you know had sex with them like i didn't know anything about that so Growing up, becoming a a woman, becoming an adult, I had to learn and navigate all on on my own. And still to this day, like, I can't talk about that with my parents. In in all honesty, like, your parents should be where 
where you feel comfortable and safe exploring your curiosities. Like right. they should, they should want that. They should right. want their child to be able to know that they can come to them for answers. Right. That's, not that's even answers, so but guidance, important. You know? That is so important because also what that does for a child when they do something that you know their parents told them not to do without mm-hmm. fully understanding it it builds like a sense of shame mm. like their disappointment to their parents because yeah. they made this emphasis on don't do this don't yep. do this don't yep. do this and yep. then they end up doing it yep. and sometimes it's a mistake it's not even like intentional like mm-hmm. oh i'm going to mm-hmm. disobey my parents i'm yep. a rebel sometimes you just end up doing things mm-hmm. and you know, it just happens, but yeah. it builds like a sense of shame. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot in, uh, you know, my patients. And it also sometimes contributes to their depression. That's true. Because they're like, I can never please my parents. Mm-hmm. I can never do what they say. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of goes into the topic, like how that affects your mental health negatively. Yeah. Because you're, you know, the things that you've learned, things that was reinforced as a child, and you don't measure up to that. Mm-hmm. Or you do the opposite of that. And, you know, your parents still condemn you for it, even as an adult. And it's like, oh, man, it can make somebody feel really terrible about themselves. Because the feeling is like the feeling is my wrong. I'm wrong because you're right. It's not I'm wrong because I'm just simply wrong. Right. But I'm only wrong because I'm not doing what you're saying is right. Right. That's not exactly. that's not healthy. That's not too healthy. Exactly. I I, I will I, I give my mama a shout out and a thumbs up and hand clap clap on the back a kiss. I love you because the way <laughs> the way she she approached her parenting, it was she allowed me to experience life. Right. You know what I'm saying? She didn't put the restraints on me. She didn't put the restrictions down on me. Now I wasn't the type of kid that went and talked to my mom about everything. Mm-hmm. But my mama for sure let me know that you can come to me anytime. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be, we'll be, I'll never forget. It'd be like seven o'clock, six, six fifty in the morning. We riding to school, um, uh, in, in the car ride, ain't no music playing or nothing. My mama like, talk to me. What's going on with you, son? And I'd be like, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with me. Everything be wrong. Be right. All be all type of fires I'm going fine. on in my head. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm just chilling. She's like, yeah, okay. But you know, anytime, anytime you feel anything, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. She'll always tell me that. And another thing she'll always tell me is like, I, I tell her like I want to go out with my homeboys, you know. I want to go out to a party or whatever. She'll just say, "Okay, go ahead, but mm-hmm. watch your surroundings." Right. Watch your surroundings right. when you go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So see, she, in my household, it was like, "No, you're not going." See, yeah. If I don't know yeah. their mama and their daddy and mm-hmm. don't have their number, mm-hmm. you're not going. I used to be like, "But that's not fair. Yeah. All my friends are going." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she let me. She let me. She let me venture and let mm-hmm. me experience. You know. All the things that I experienced in my life, she didn't put too much restrictions on it. Unless it was like money, it was like, nah, we can't. Right, we can't yeah, that. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, if it was anything in my will that, you know, I just wanted to do, she let mm-hmm. me do it. She's like, yeah, go ahead. Go, go experience that. And uh, um, now, you know, we're not children anymore. Right. Right? Um, we're adults. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can address our parents. Yeah. I mean, don't be disrespectful now, you know, because black parents don't play mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But there's a right way to yeah. address, you know, if your parents are making you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I teach in family therapy is I statements. An I statement is basically you say I feel and then you insert like your feeling word mm-hmm. this way because X, Y and Z. Yeah. Right. Um, so the way that I did that was when I told my mom, it's like, you know, I feel insecure about mm-hmm. my hair mm-hmm. because of the way that you 
comment on my hair when it's natural. Yeah. And um, they might not receive that <laughs> well all the time. But you that way you're kind of taking away the blame mm-hmm. instead of saying like, you think I'm ugly. You think I'm this, you know, instead yeah. of coming at them that way. Because yeah. that's definitely not the way you want to go, especially yeah. when talking to your parents. Uh-uh. You want to say, you know. I feel this way because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, be open to hearing their side as well. Um, But the thing, the most important thing is, and I think you mentioned this earlier, was coming to a compromise. For real. Coming to a compromise. Because if you don't come to a compromise, guess what? You're going to have the same argument again. Yep. Yep. And and even, and even if like the, the child doesn't get their way, right. At least, giving them that opportunity to express themselves and have that communication exactly so they can start having new ideas and new understanding right and not just i'm wrong because my parents said i'm wrong right exactly and i mean that's the unfortunate about i mean a unfortunate part Mm -hmm. about the kids is because they're minors you know they have to depend on their parents they still have to you know sometimes suffer through that Mm -hmm. even if their parents are not you know open to hearing their you know side of the story but luckily for us as adults we have that option to address them you know respectfully and you know if they don't respect our feelings Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to create distance sometimes you have to tell yourself okay this is not a safe person that I could go to about my feelings Mm -hmm. even if it is your mom and dad and that may be hard for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but in the end it's going to help your peace of mind you have to find other supports, other social supports, which is like other friends, family, even other, you know, older adult that you can go to about certain things. If your parents yeah. are not available for you, um, it's OK to cut people off sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's OK. Say that. And, and I know it's like cut off my mama. My mama did this, <laughs> this and this for me. You know, my daddy did this, this and this for me. And you can let them know that. Like, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I tell my parents that all the time. I appreciate everything that yep. you guys have done for me. Yep. I'm just letting you know because this is how I feel. Yep. If you guys don't want to, you know, come to some type of compromise, okay, I'll understand that. Yep. But, you know, don't expect me to come come to you about my feelings right. in the future right. because it's like, right. if you don't respect me, like, I'm an adult now. I'm not a child anymore. I'm yeah. aware of different things now. So, you know, if you choose not to respect me, then, okay, I'll go to somebody else with my problems. Um, I'll go to my therapist. I'll go to my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just, you know, take a mental note that this is not a safe person that I can share this with. Um, And then then, um, going back to, like, cutting people off, Mm -hmm. you can cut somebody off with with still love them. Right. It it ain't necessarily just a negative thing. I won't won't even say cut off. I'll say creating a boundary. Yeah. There you go. That sounds better because mm-hmm. cut off sounds like kind of harsh, mm-hmm. like to cut off your mama or your daddy. <laughs> That's, that might be kind of harsh, y'all. Uh, but maybe creating boundaries. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like you stop talking to them completely, but yeah. maybe certain things, you know, that are about your emotions or that are intimate, you know, you might not share those mm-hmm. with them. But you still talk to them. You still say, you know, hey, mom, how you doing? Uh, or I'm going to come over. I'm going to help you out with this, this, and this. Yeah. You can still do that. Yeah. It's just you have to create boundaries mm-hmm. um, in order to protect yourself, I guess. Yeah, protect your peace of mind. Yeah. It ain't nothing wrong with that. It right. ain't nothing wrong with that. But I will, I will say this. Some of y'all kids is bad as hell. <laughs> 
let's get that out there. So if you got you a little bad kid running around there, you might need to keep that extra eye on them. But you also might need to consider how are you parenting this kid? Right. What are you doing that has this kid thinking that he or she needs to act this way? Right. You know what I'm saying? But don't 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 make it seem like we sitting up here saying let the bad kid off the leash and let oh him, yeah let yeah no we're not saying you that want. you you, nah. you definitely need you know some type of discipline mm-hmm. or some type mm-hmm. of you know positive or negative reinforcement yep. if you want a certain behavior yep. you yep. know if it's out of control yeah definitely you know do what y'all do yeah. you know black parents <laughs> um but it's okay to explain why you're doing those mm-hmm. things and it's okay to accept the fact that you got a part you play right. a part in that exactly and that child's behavior you yo whatever you did growing whatever however you raised that child you mm-hmm. played a part in it right accept that right and and sometimes us as the children on the receiving end we have to understand too that sometimes our parents are just trying to protect us mm-hmm. they don't tell us that yep. when they're giving us all these rules and restrictions I don't. but now that i see it as an adult it's like oh my dad was trying to protect mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. he was trying to protect me he didn't tell me that yep. but that's what he was trying to do because he knows yep. you know the bad things that are out there when i didn't know yeah um but i would just encourage parents like just explain that yeah it's like i love you i'm trying to protect you i'm not trying to condemn you mm-hmm. um but sometimes the children we take it as being condemned we take it as being like dang yeah. guess i'm a bad sure kid but i guess i'm you know not the favorite kid or sure you know do. um so keep that in mind too. try not to take you know everything your parents do personal um they might just be trying to protect you mm-hmm. and that's the only way that they know how to do it yep. is by restricting you or yep. by saying this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I love my parents. Yeah. I know y'all going uh, to shout out, shout out to, to my mama and my pops too. Um, I guess I didn't speak to this, but, but I didn't have my pops in my, in my life growing up too much. We got a cool relationship now, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, in my everyday life experience, I didn't really, I didn't have my dad. Like I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Every time I would, he was in Texas. Every time he would come from Texas to Cali to come see me, it'd mm-hmm. be like, "Man, it's my dad. I love it." Mm-hmm. But I didn't really get too much influence or guidance from him. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: I, I I do believe genetics is a powerful thing because, like, as as I started becoming an adult and actually started being around him, I was like, "Dang, I naturally." The way I act is has a lot to do with right. his personality. Yeah. Even though he wasn't there, even though he wasn't nowhere near, mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, I see a lot of the qualities in myself that he got. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, shout out to him for that as well. You know, all love to you, pops. And I'm glad that you were able to move past his mistakes mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. past because that's a big thing. A lot of children, you know, hold that grudge yep. like he wasn't there for me. Yep. He wasn't, you know, as an adult, you can see. Like I said, yep. your parents are human; they make mistakes yep. as well. Um, so it's, I'm glad you didn't let that, you know, hold you back from Mm -hmm. starting a relationship with him as an adult. Right. Um, but, um, we are out of time guys. So, um, we'll close with, uh, yeah, close us out. Close us out. We'll close with with my segment. It's time to change your life. Right. Today we talking about fear y'all. Cause, cause you got to understand we're talking about change. It's a transition. Something's going to happen that you're not going to be comfortable with. You aren't comfortable anymore once you begin to change. And that's okay. We have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
You know what I'm saying? You can't be afraid to let yourself transition in your life because you want to be stagnant. You want to be complacent in where you at. You got places to go. We got dreams to build on, y'all. We got we got things to fix in our lives, but we will never fix them if we just stuck in the same place. If we just if we just like so resistant to ourselves, right? If we so resistant to the change because we're afraid of what's on the other side, man, I'm telling you, the reality that you're standing in right now and you know you can be better, go ahead and jump down that dark hole of change and see what happens on the other side. See what's going to come out because you need to do, you got to do something. You, you run around here with these attitude problems. You run around here popping off at the mouth of everybody. You run around here doing all of these things that are, have negative influences on your body, negative influences on your mind, and you're just stuck in your ways. Man, jump down that dark hole of change and see what happens to your life. See where you go. See where you end up at. It's going to be so much different. It's going to be, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. It's going to be a release because you're not, you're no longer held prisoner by the things that are holding you stagnant in place right now here today. And I'm telling you, the first step to change, the very first step to change is acknowledging the fact that you're going to be afraid. Acknowledging the fact that fear ain't a bad thing. It just means that you don't know. You afraid because you really don't know. But, but I, but you do know this and I can tell you this, some just looking at some people, Something needs to change. Mm. Something needs to change. But nothing's going to change by you listening to HP say, I need to change. I need to stop. Ain't nothing going to change. You got to be the change. You got to tell yourself, it's time to change my life. Keep the love and the peace. We'll see what's good with y'all next week. All right. What's good with you?